0: Impact of influence the Shanquilla Robinson story and our quest to find the truth and find justice for Shanquilla. Hello friend Matt Harris and Seaton Tucker together again impact of influence on Facebook
1: we have had a lot of people reach out to us about you know our coverage of shanquilla Robinson and where it is and we are very fortunate to have Bernard Robinson join us in this episode.
0: We will get to the interview with him in just a few moments, but we want to recap some of the Shanquella Robinson case, the basics. On October 28th, 2022, Shanquella traveled with six people to Cabo, Mexico for vacation. The next day, she was pronounced dead in her vacation villa.
1: The first reports were that she died of alcohol poisoning.
0: And an autopsy from Mexico listed her cause of death as violent and with severe neck and spinal injuries.
1: Her death became even more complicated when a video surfaced of Shanquilla being brutally beaten by one of her tripmates at some point during her 24-hour stay in Cabo.
0: One of the most recent developments was an autopsy of Tranquilla conducted in Charlotte on November 17, 2022, and it found Robinson's spine intact, contradicting past claims of Mexican authorities who had initially said Robinson's spine was broken.
1: Will the alleged perpetrator of Shanquilla's beating see justice? If anyone had a role in her death, will they be extradited to Mexico?
0: What happened in that Cabo Villa in October of 2022? Many unanswered questions, and we want to keep this case alive and the story alive. And now, here's the episode. In Dwayne's studio today with us is Bernard Robinson, who you may have heard on the other episode, one of the other episodes we did on the Shanquilla Robinson case is with us. Tanya Rivens is with us, who has been working with Bernard in various media ways and uh, has become quite tight with Bernard over the last, what's it been, nine months, if I'm doing it quickly in my head. Um, so first Bernard, how are you holding up? I know it, there's no way you're going to say it's fine, but in relative to where you were nine months ago,
2: it's okay. I mean, it's a little better, but it's just, um, every day I put on a face every day. I'm still hurting like crazy. I just have knots all in you know, all inside of me, you know, I'm just in a dark place, but this face that I have on, um, I don't try to, you know, take it out on nobody, whoever I'm talking to, or, you know, my personality is is still trying to stay the same. Um, I'm not a, not trying to, um, all this anger is building up, is, is in me. I'm not letting it out on no one. Um, so every day I'm just dealing with it, you know, but I know God is still in the midst of it, um, and I'm going to continue to be this person that I am um, as I, I can be.
1: I think we should tell our listeners, I've met you twice in person and both times you have a picture, you're wearing a picture of your daughter. Yes. You do that every day?
2: Every day. Hmm. Every day.
0: And I can understand how there would be anger and I, at, for, for many, many reasons. And, and one of the reasons is that there's still a lot of questions. Yes. At one point, you thought you might be getting closer to questions when the FBI became involved. But at this point to update everybody, you do not know much of anything since the last time you spoke with the FBI months ago. And they have since decided they're not going to extradite anybody that was involved. Uh, However, there's been no charges from the American authorities
2: at this point. Is that, correct update well the extradite part um uh, i'm not for sure on that one um uh, i just know that the case is still open um going forward so um i'm not gonna i'm not gonna try to tarnish the FBI because to me that's they do things different so they work up on the radar from day one That's what they told me so i'm gonna continue you know to stand and go by their word that's all i can but um I'm just in the dark about a lot of stuff. I just don't understand how my daughter can go over there, get there on a Friday, and then she die on a Saturday, and then you got six individuals come right back here to the States and just tell this sorry story that it was alcohol poison. And then come to find out, the video shows that she being beaten, and, and, and I'm telling all other stuff that probably was done to her and which this father right here don't know about. So you think there's more
0: than what that video shows or possibly more videos uh, that may reveal more of what happened that day and that perhaps the six have information that they're withholding? Yeah, they are. No question in, in your mind. From his
2: father. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact they're holding a lot of information that they're not saying.
1: Because there was a lot of time from when this video happened where you see Shanquilla being savagely beaten to when medical attention was called. So we have this huge, what is it? How many hours? It's, a, it's
0: about eight thirty-ish. They're, they're kind of estimating based on the way the sun was in. When that video of the beating and till about two o'clock. Uh, so that's whatever that nine, 10, 11, 12, about six hours. Well,
1: unaccounted for unaccounted for actions during that time.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. To the utmost. So, you know, I don't know why there was no cameras um, in that villa. For, for that villa to look like it was, just, it just seemed like the owner would have had cameras in that villa the shows, you know, uh, when they rent their property out so they'll know what's going on. Because how can you not have cameras? As of today, cameras is everywhere. Mm-hmm. And why you're not going to have cameras in your villa so if something get damaged or get taken, how can you have proof of the individual who stayed there that did it?
0: Yeah, it might not necessarily be in the bedrooms, but you would think that maybe in the entryway at least, you, I would help you with time.
1: For the pool area. Uh, pool area. Because they said they were going swimming, oh, right? That's
0: true, right, right. Tanya, those are the same questions from the get-go. What is your major question? Is it that? What would happen in that time frame?
3: Well, that would be one of my questions, but it's just unfortunate because even as we sit and state that, I think because of there has been incidents of reported uh, corruption not just in this case, you know, as we even talk about cameras, who's to say there, there weren't, mm-hmm. that there may be, but because of the disconnect with what's in Mexico and what we're getting here, you know, unless you're able to hire a private detective to go and to just truly investigate this, it's very difficult to get answers. And, and my heart goes out to Bernard because he w- he just wants answers. Right. The spotlight, the cameras, he's not interested in any of that. And I I feel like I could speak for him on that. Mm -hmm. He just wants to know what happened to his daughter. Right? You know, he's a father that's hurting, that lost a child. And the unfortunate part is sometimes people see this as an opportunity and they hijack the story. And here's someone that could care less, which is how most parents are. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most parents feel that way. So... I I really my heart goes out because he's a man of faith and you know we've gotten away from being empathetic and just all the other stuff brings attention but just wanting to know what happened.
0: You make a good point about because we're assuming that time frame. Who knows if those are the facts. One guy might say that's the way the light was. Another person says the doctor wasn't there till 2 but you can't be sure. Right, because a lot of people have butts to cover, yes, and or agendas, and mm-hmm. and and protecting themselves. So that timeline is only as strong as the people that were laying that out. So that's a valid point.
3: But we do know who knows the truth, right? And those right. are the ones that have been involved from the start. And you know, the appeal is, uh, you know, for the sake of humanity. At what point do you say? You know, this is not right. Right, It's not fair, and I wouldn't want anyone to do that to me or my child.
1: So we talked about, you know, FBI has given you some communication, letting you know that the case is still open. Have you received any communication from the authorities in Mexico?
2: No, no, not at all. Um, My main objective is um, how could all six of them leave for Mexico so quickly? How could they get out of there? So quickly. How can each one of them get on that plane and get out of Mexico like that? Because they'd have to buy
0: you know, pretty expensive tickets. They left. They did say one night somewhere else, right? By the airport, I believe. They said yeah. at an airport, airport hotel. hotel. Yes. Airport hotel, okay.
1: They told the concierge that they were going to shop or eat, eat or something, which was also very odd that your friend dies and you decide you're going to go shop and eat. Right.
2: You know, my daughter laying up in that villa dead. And y'all out here drinking and eating or whatever y'all did after y'all did what y'all did or whatever happened. And then you're going to go to the airport hotel, Mexico airport hotel, whatever the airport hotel down there. And then you're going to get on the flight the next day. All six of you all going to fly out of there like that. And then one of you said you only had number $500 to come down. You know, you ain't had no money to get back. Really? And y'all couldn't stay? Y'all could have stayed. This father right here would have made sure every last one of y'all got up out of there out of Mexico. I would have made sure that. Point blank.
3: And that's a pretty expensive ticket yeah. to the point, because you know this last-minute change of flight or purchase back is not cheap.
0: And these were about college age, all yeah. of them. A couple were about to, I think, did graduate. Yeah, same age, same
3: all of
2: them. They were yeah. going down there to celebrate one birthday, you know? Right.
1: There was an open police investigation. Why was there not some sort of red flag from authorities to say these people need to stay because we need to question them.
0: That's a good question too.
1: That's a great
3: question. I, I Again, I think that speaks to either the disconnect or corruption.
2: Well, they questioned them, but they say, well, the." Um,
3: but
0: they did question them
2: at the villa, but they say, Mr. Robinson, you need to get the ball rolling up here in the United States. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. So we can't do nothing down here until you get the ball rolling. You, you got to go to the authorities in, in the United States, in your country, to get this ball rolling. Because he said, their statements wasn't adding up. Well, it right. just
1: speaks to the fact that they were concerned enough that they felt like they needed to get out very quickly. I mean, if, if my friend passes away while I'm on vacation with them, I'm thinking I'm going to stay and make sure I contact the authorities and make sure that we figure out what's going to happen with my friend before I'm covering myself
0: or or contact at the very least contact
2: chanquilla's parents yeah yes well they just came to the mother they reached out to the father whatsoever
1: but not till they got back
2: not even the parents well they still ain't reached out to me they just went straight to her mother and told her mother that story i do want to
0: point out that when Shankwella, when you were raising chanquilla your your wife and you were together and, right. and raised yeah. chanquilla mm-hmm. um just only recently that right you uh, have separated in her two different right. houses and whatnot. So you were, you, and we talked about it in, in the previous episode, but that is important that people realize that you, know, you were very, very involved in her life. You lived with her in the same house. When she left, if I remember right, it was, you were asleep.
2: I was asleep on a Wednesday. Right. I was asleep. She came in the house. And she said, Dad, I said, you're in here. So I said, I'm asleep. I said, I got to go down the road later on. And she said, call me. I called her, so I figured when I called, she was busy doing hair or something. So I said, okay, then. I'll just wait and call on the weekend. So I got back in Saturday, you know, did my usually routine, which, you know, got up, took a shower, checked on my mom's, went and got me something to eat, came back, started looking at sports. All of a sudden, I get a phone call from my mom saying our daughter had passed." I said, "Passed Where? Now when she said Mexico Cabo, I said Mexico Cabo. I mean, really? I just fell down on the floor, start crying. When she went to Mexico Cabo. You know. You had no idea. No idea. So in my, you know, my mindset is this. You know, we'll give you the respect just the respect to not to let me know she going over there and you knew. Mm-hmm. All along the district of plan. I, you know, I don't care if she is 25 years old. Still, I'm still her father. Mm-hmm. If you knew, I should have known because I don't know who the individual was. Being her dad, I could have said, who are all these folks you going with? I want to know their names, um, who their parents are. I've always been like that ever since she was coming up. Even when her friends, if I go and pick up her friends and they're with us, I want to meet the mother, the father, who in the household. You know, I wanna meet them, let them know that I have your daughter, your daughter's with us, and I'm gonna treat your daughter just like she mine. Mm-hmm. So, all Shankula little friends that grew up with her, and by me being around Shankula and took them skating or swimming or out to eat or to the movies, I was there. He mm-hmm.
3: wasn't that absent father that oftentimes people paint. And especially in our community, he was raising his daughter, he raised his daughter very, you can talk to plenty of community leaders that um, it was familiar to see him with her. And he instilled a lot of his values in her. And to have your child do an international trip and not n- even be aware that she's left the country and then find out later that she didn't know anyone out of the group except for one person. And then to blame yourself, because if I had known, I would have, you know, talked to her. And I've shared with Bernard, I'm convinced that's why she didn't want him to know. Because he, she knows he wouldn't have approved. Too many questions. Yes. And I mean, we've all been young before. Sure. And we've all done things that we really thought we would really enjoy. But that that creates a lot of pain for him um, because knowing who her friends are and who she's associating with all his life, and here's this one time that he didn't get an opportunity.
0: No one can try to talk you out of feeling that way. Right. thing, however, is that the reality is you could have known those people and not known what lurked inside of them. You, know, you you don't necessarily know what a person's capable of just by saying oh he's a good friend and we hang out and da, 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 da. um that doesn't mean you could have stopped it but that, i know that's no relief coming from me but i think the idea that sometimes you'll see floating around or, or, around when you see this case is uh, a couple of things fold like somebody it's the blaming that is going on and unnecessarily so. Even in Shinquella's case, she's 25 years old. She knew one person who was the tied them together, right? She's not the first person ever in the history of the world to go off with a group of people, who not know everybody in the group. It's not like this really, like people are like, oh, how could you do it? People do it all the time, you know, I mean, especially at that age.
1: I have kids similar ages. I have a 21 year old. I, 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 you know, it's hard because they're not. I I tell people all the time it's the hardest part of being a parent because when they're little, you put them in the bed, you close the door, and you know they're going to be there when you wake up. Really difficult when you have to let them go.
0: Yeah. Take a little break and uh, get you ready for some traveling you've got coming up, some international trip where you want to be able to at least get around, right? So you want to learn the language of the country that you're going to. You want to experience it with a little bit of knowledge going in. And you can get a lot of bit of knowledge when you use Rosetta Stone. It's the most trusted language learning program. It's available on desktop. It can also be used as an app on your phone or tablet. And Rosetta Stone teaches through immersion. It's instead of memorizing and drilling vocabulary words, you learn by matching audio from native speakers to visuals. You read stories, you participate in dialogues, so you are ready to go. It's the most trusted, time-tested app out there. They've been the expert in language learning for 30 years. Buy Rosetta Stone now and you never have to pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Impact of Influence listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 40% off. That's 40% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 40% off at rosettastone.com backslash today. Let's talk about one of our sponsors. It is Factor. You can eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals.
1: Every fresh meal is never frozen and is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, including popular options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, and they are ready in just two minutes. Where
0: did you have chili the other day? Delicious. And if you want gourmet meals, you can try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, asparagus. So head to factormeals.com slash impact fifty and use code impact fifty five oh to get fifty percent off your first box plus twenty percent off your next box.
1: That codes impact fifty at factormeals.com slash impact fifty to get fifty percent off your first box and twenty percent off your your next box while your subscription is active impact 50 at factormeals.com slash impact 50 to get 50 percent off your first box and 20 percent off your next box while your subscription is active
4: true terrors of horror bizarre happenings unexplainable events on our podcast disturbed terror takes center stage Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.
0: And here's the thing about the the group. If they thought that they were... And I'm not saying, I'm not accusing them of doing anything, but what I am saying is if they thought they or had no guilt or completely 100% not involved, I would be wanting everybody to know that. I would cooperate with whoever had to cooperate. I mean, I guess sometimes attorneys will say, just don't say anything. I get that. Uh, but we haven't heard a peep from anybody, have we?
2: No, none of them. So that's the reason why I feel that um, they know what happened. You know, for them to come back here and tell that story, it was alcohol poison, and then all of a sudden, once the lady, when I did the paperwork, uh, before they were going to ship her back here over here to the states in the box, and I asked the lady, Miss Elizabeth down there, what my daughter passed of. She said, Mister Robinson, your daughter's spinal cord and neck was broke. So you know, Khalil Cook kept coming back over to. The sister house. He's the one that they knew. They knew for five years, which I didn't know nothing about because, you know, the way I work and, mm-hmm. you know, I just stayed to myself.
1: We should tell people what you do for a living so people can understand that. I'm a truck
2: that. driver, you know. So, and then also drive part-time with John C. Smith University, in which I've been doing that for years. And then even at a younger age, I bring Sinquilla down to the college with me. So under Miss um, Peggy Lyles. So each group that came in, they took a heap of San took San up to their dorms and, you know, just treated San like a little sister. Mm-hmm. And so that's what made her really want to go to college and, you know, got into cheerleading. And I said, you can do it. I said, but you got to keep these grades and and do what you need to do to get there. And your dad will help you to get there, you know. So back to them, for them to come back and tell that story, alcohol, poison, and then once I got the information, called her mom and told her what she passed of, they gave the information to Clear Cook. Um, he must have been around or whatever. Then all of a sudden, he stopped coming around. He got nauseated. He wanted to go home, and mm. and then all the rest of them, so he must have gave the information back to them. And then all of a sudden, they just went off the radar. They shut down their Facebook pages, Messenger, which I don't know nothing about the website right. until— They're just a ghost on social riot, media. Yeah. Until all this right here happened.
3: And as best as he knows, none of them live in North Carolina anymore.
2: Right. All of them then didn't, didn't left, didn't left Charlotte. So they they scattered in in different places, but they still here.
0: Did the FBI give you any idea if they've spoken to them?
2: No, nah, uh-uh.
0: Not at all. There was talk that the FBI had recovered some phones— have you heard anything about that? No. Mm-hmm. The FBI is keeping a tight lid on it. To your credit, you've not said anything bad about the FBI. You feel like they're doing what they're doing, and they have the reasons for doing what they're doing. One of those things is if you have, if you release information, it can, cl- it can ruin the investigation. If you're trying to say, well, this person said this and this and that, they might change their stories. Things like that could change.
1: Well, Tanya, I know we spoke with you before this about keeping the story alive. Tell us what you're doing to help us keep the story alive. Or help Bernard keep the story alive.
3: So one of the things, because Bernard really around trying to get answers, so he reached out to you know one of our lawmakers and tried to see. I connected them to see if she could talk to the State Department at least give him some something to go to go on. And we know, and she said right away, you know, the State Department, if it's an active investigation, they're not going to discuss it. You know, our lawmakers can't do anything because it is active. We kind of work as you know, encouraging him when there are things coming up, if he has or if there are questions, connecting him with professionals that can answer those questions, and then um, doing little stories that always focus on positive. He and I talk, so I did the one story uh, where because he's a man of faith, we did the one that aired on local television, I believe it was on WCNC. We went to Macedonia where his family, even Shankwila, was funny to see are really cool to see where as a child she had placed uh, something on the wall and talked about her faith and how she grew up in church. And um, Bernard did a whole series there, still getting a lot of feedback on that story. Uh, the next one, let's talk about Shanquilla growing up. You know, people really yeah. want to know who she is. So, you know, talk to her first cousin, talk to um, one of her childhood friends that she was on the cheerleading squad with. So we did something around that. And then to keep the story moving, uh, launching a series called Under the Crown and just focusing on things here under the crown, you know, the Queen City. Mm -hmm. And obviously with Shanquilla, talking again about trust and, you know, putting yourself and as you were saying, you know, your child and, you know, as parents, we want nothing but the best. We wish we could pick our children's friends. But, you know, I thought about doing that story and we talked about it because, I personally know someone who said she went, and she's in her 20s, went on a trip with some people, and she only knew one person. But she said it didn't take long to where they were bullying her, you oh, know, really? what wow. she was eating, yes. And, you know, maybe it was jealousy, whatever it was. But right. she's like, you know, they had something to say about what she was eating. They had something to say about how she was like dressed. Little snide comments and yes. stuff. Yes. And she was like, no, I'm gone. I'm checking out. And she told her friend, I'm not staying with this crew. And she went and stayed with her aunt who happened to live in that town as well and let them go on. Yeah. So, you know, our our children, people can end up in these type of situations. But based on her story, you know, I, I was like, Bernard, let's kind of talk more about trust. And so that's what we did with the next series that hasn't uh, been made public yet. And I always try to talk to him because I feel like Bernard needs an outlet. He wants his voice to be out there. And he's very uh, discreet about how he does it, and he's very prayerful about moving forward each time. It's very intentional.
0: We'll put uh, links on the Impact of Influence podcast Facebook page so that can see your, your stories and appreciate and, uh, that. that sort of thing. If you are listening and you are have legal advice, international legal advice specifically,
1: or experience with investigating in yep. a crime in Absolutely. a foreign country. Both.
0: Yeah, investigators, uh people who want to uh reach out and offer advice like that, you can go through uh the impact of influence Facebook page or Matt Harris Podcast at gmail dot com. Whether it's giving advice or whether it's volunteering to give some of your time or your knowledge, that'd be uh much, much appreciated because it is a lot to navigate. <laughs> When you throw in the international thing with it and the Mexico connection with it, it's 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 a lot to for anybody. Let people like us who don't know anything about law, it's even harder yet. So, if you have that, and uh, or if you want to reach out and send Bernard a note, we'll get it to him for sure. You could hear the pain, but when you see Bernard, you can. I mean, it is it's obvious on your face, uh, and it's a combination of two because when you start talking to Bernard for a while. Yeah, the pain, but when he starts talking about Chancuelo, how he lights up with this mm-hmm. proud papa thing, right? You yeah. just see it. His face just, like, changes. I know it's it's heartbreaking, but I also see that bit of joy when you start talking about her.
2: She was going somewhere. I mean, she would bring little girl the boys here. She was a role model to them. And for her to be Charlotte, North Carolina... She could have been a big asset to the community, to the young generation that's coming up. Mm-hmm. And they stole that from me.
0: He stole it from us.
2: Us, everyone yeah. around yeah. this world. The you community. Know. Yep. And then for me not to be able to be a grandfather, um, not to be able to tell it well done, well, good job, baby. You did it. You did it on your own. You achieved the goals that you wanted to do, that you set out for. You kept your hands in God's hands and he made it happen. All the politicians, all the ones in law enforcement, put yourself in his father's shoes. How you would feel if your child went over to another country with six friends and she don't come, they hear her, don't come back. How would you feel? You would want something done. Because there ain't no way she could have went over there in good health, spirit, enjoying life like she always did. And then don't come back. Then you get a phone call that you don't even know that she was over there. And you think that she's here in the States and that you're going to see her and you heard her voice. And you say, I love you. And she said I love you too, daddy. And then you don't see her no more. I'm just in the dark. I don't know nothing. I don't know why they did what they did. And then the parents, you know, don't even reach out to the father. Don't get no the condolences, you know. And I'm hearing, you know, some of the kids' parents, they pastors or preachers, you know. How can you, you know, how can you stand in the pulpit and preach God's word and knowing your child was involved?
1: Did any attend her funeral?
2: No, nah, not that I know of. I didn't want them there. Mm. I mean, if they got in, they got in because the funeral was so crowded, so big. I didn't know her funeral had took off like that. I just buried her the way I wanted her, how I saw her, you know.
1: And if anyone has seen the pictures, her daughter was absolutely beautiful, yeah. and she favors you, Bernard. Yes,
2: yeah, she's beautiful. But my main objective is make sure she had the knowledge, the education the morals, the standards. Treat people like you want to be treated. You don't look down on no one. You respect your elders. The beauty was fine, but still at the same time, I want to have all those tools where no one can take that from her. You earned it, you know. When God give us a child, he held us accountable to make sure that child is raised up in his eyesight, some kind of form of fashion. We all go, we're going to make mistakes in life, you know, mm-hmm. but still at the same time, you at least want to try to get your child the tools that they need, that they're going to be able to succeed in life. They're going to stumble, but still at the same time, as a father and a mother, they should be there to try to pick their child up and let them know what they did wrong and learn from your mistakes.
3: I just want to also make another point as he sits here trying to navigate and figure out um, people are aware there is a GoFundMe account that was set up and they may be having questions and Bernard doesn't want to address it, but I know he's comfortable with me saying he's not associated with that. And so when he sits here and asks for resources or law enforcement, mm-hmm. investigators or people that can help and to provide some insight that's why, because that's totally separate, because that's not been his goal from day one. Right. He's not
0: raising money in any any, any way. Not even He's interested. just spreading the word. And asking that's for a resources very good point. that, point. that yeah. may very be able point. to help. Yes. Yeah. That's a great point, Tanya. Thank you for saying that. Thank you, guys. And I, I hope our impact of influence people will come through. I, I
2: have faith. I have faith. Let me just say one thing. I just sure. want to thank everyone around this world, this nation. They hear me. Keep praying for me. Because I'm standing on you all strength and my strength and my faith in the God. But I know without a doubt, God going to bring everyone justice around this world, this nation. You're going to see it. Saint ain't going to get justice. My daughter's not going to die. Our daughter's not going to die in vain. See everyone, sister, granddaughter, around this world, around this nation. See still everybody, topic at the dinner table, cookouts. Whatever the conversation is, just keep hearing for this father. Cause I'm earned tremendously. I get emotion every day, you know. Cause he didn't deserve this. Not at all. She didn't deserve this.
1: No. No one does. And Mm -hmm. we will be praying for you.
2: And Khalil Cook, I just can't see how you betrayed her kindness, her caringness for you as a friend. All of y'all. And y'all did. Y'all took her over there out of her comfort zone. And y'all did this to her. Y'all know what you did.
0: And if you didn't clear it up.
2: If you don't pay him on earth, you will pay on judgment day when you come in front of the God. Cause he will he fight her vengeance. He fight everybody's vengeance and he got everybody battles. So you do got the answer to him. So I just want to say thank you for this podcast. Oh Jesus. Come to yeah. speak us thank today. No, yeah.
1: We really appreciate you coming on and telling us your story.
2: Mm -hmm. I'm just still hurting. I walk, like I said, I get up every day and put on a face. But I don't try to take it out on no one. I'm still continuing to be Bernard Robinson as I always been. But I know God going to bring me justice. He's going to bring everyone justice. It's coming. I just want everyone who can do something about this. Just think about if y'all was in my shoes and y'all child went over there and this happened, what y'all would want done? That's all Maxon. Justice for Shankola Robson. It's all Maxon. On that note, thanks guys.
3: Thank you.
2: about how I got them back. (sighs) Download American Vigilante now.